The second episode that we ever recorded of this show was called Why Even Podcast? And in it, I talked about the different kinds of benefits a show can have for your business. In the year and a half since we released that episode, we've continued developing the idea of the business podcast blueprints and how you can use them as a strategic guidepost for your show. Today, I want to revisit the different blueprints and the different ways you can leverage those types of podcasts in your company. This means talking about the specific things your podcast will do that you can track to see how well your podcast is meeting your objectives. We'll go through each of the high-level blueprints for the metrics most closely associated with them. But remember that you can mix and match and refine your show for whatever metrics are the most important to you. Even if you have one high-level archetype, you can get benefits that are more closely associated with other ones. It's important to think about your key success metrics on a regular basis, that you can refine your podcast content and promotional work and all of the assets that you make with it to make sure that you're getting the most possible value out of the work you put into the show. Get into the habit of asking, will this help us achieve X goal, where X is the specific metric you're tracking that relates to a specific business objective that you have. As a quick reminder, the high-level blueprints are thought leadership, or shows that are mainly about establishing you as an authority in your space. Relationship building, which are about creating relationships with other members of your community or industry. Audience engagement, which is about connecting with an audience that you already have. And content, which you're going to get no matter what, and sometimes is the total and sole reason for podcasting. Now, let's go through the blueprints. Podcasting to support your business is completely different than podcasting as a business or even a hobby. Whether you need more clients, more attention, or more engagement, you need to maximize the real measurable results in your business as efficiently as possible. The Company Show will bring you the strategies, the tactics, and the expert insight to make it a whole lot easier. Here's your host, Megan Doherty. We'll start with relationship building. Of all of the business podcast blueprints, this one has probably the clearest and most direct path to revenue. There are lots of ways you can measure success for this type of show. Success can be anything that relationships with people in your industry can help you achieve either directly or indirectly. So you can look at the number of new leads that you get coming into your sales process or the inquiries you receive about your service. Those leads could be the people that you interview themselves, or they could be sent your way by former or upcoming guests who are impressed by your work and enjoyed having a conversation with you. Likewise, you might get new inquiries about your products or services because someone who trusts your guests heard them on your show and decided to reach out. The people you connect with on your podcast can directly refer their own colleagues to you when it's appropriate, and that kind of relationship can be as casual or as formal as you like. You might even find the opportunity to create different kinds of partnerships like content co-creation, co-promotions, or joint ventures and referral sharing agreements. It's even possible to use a relationship-building podcast specifically to get new customers, either by interviewing people who would be ideal clients or using the insight and information you learn in the conversations to facilitate later sales discussions. If you land a conversation with a potentially plum client, you won't want to pitch them on the call. That would be kind of tacky and taking things a little bit too far too soon. But you now have a lovely reason to get in touch later or have a member of your sales team do so. You know them now and they know you, and that's a fertile ground for different kinds of relationships. Just always keep the idea of relationship front and center. To optimize your show for these elements, make sure that all of your messaging and follow-ups are on point. Invest the time in connecting on different platforms. All of the social media channels that you and they both use, and you should engage with their content there. Send a thank you note after the interview and include a personal message when you're notifying them that the episode is live. That notification is a great time to suggest another call, either to socialize or to discuss other possible collaborations. You should build these touch points right into your workflow and make sure that all of your team members involved in the process are on board and understand the reasoning for them. Now, let's talk about audience engagement podcasts. 
These shows serve an audience that you already have or that you have already identified and have some kind of access to that wants or needs a specific kind of information or interaction from you. So for measurable success metrics, we're looking at how people are connecting and engaging with you and your content. That might mean social media shares, tags, retweets, and likes, all of those little indicators that people are picking up what you're putting down. It could even be more direct. You can make more sales as a result of your podcasting. Previous buyers are more likely to buy more products and services, so keeping yourself top of mind and available to them via your podcast means that they'll be waiting and still aware of you when you have more things to offer. If you run any kind of online community on Slack or Circle or anywhere else, your podcast can be a top of funnel element, a free type of service and information that feeds into your more engagement-heavy community, paid or unpaid. Maybe you want more mentions or direct messages on your social media platforms from your audience. That can be a great way of providing customer service and powerful social proof about the work that you do. Here's one of my favorite podcast use cases. You can save labor hours on sales and customer service in your business by using your podcast content. Let's say every episode you answer a common question that your team gets asked all the time. Well, now they don't need to answer directly or bespokely. They can say to your customer or community member, hey, we've got a podcast episode that talks about exactly that. Let me find it for you. Even more automatically, you can create a multimedia frequently asked questions section of case studies or questions and answers or recommendations. It's a really powerful way to use your podcast to improve critical KPIs in your business. The other thing that a really audience-focused podcast can help with is the amount of feedback and input that you get from your listeners and community about your ideas, your products, your content, pretty much everything that you're creating. Feedback and validating your ideas is critical, and it can be hard to get and hard to do. But your listeners like you and want to help you because of all of the time you spent building a relationship with them and providing content for them. So if you ask for it, they're going to be much more likely to provide it. Finally, a podcast can help you improve your customer lifetime value. As I mentioned, your audience likes you. If you're consistently serving them with new, valuable, and helpful content, they're going to be pleased that they're in business with you and be more likely to stick around. Don't be surprised if you see your CLV increase as you continue podcasting and making those episodes available to the people that you work with. To optimize your show for these elements, make sure that you're always asking for the engagement that you want and rewarding it when you get it. That means if you ask questions, respond to the responses that you get. Make sure your calls to action, ads, and written copy all tell your listener how you want them to respond and how they can participate in the conversation with you. When they do engage with you on social media or submit a question or give you some kind of feedback, thank them loudly and publicly. Now, moving on to thought leadership. Thought leadership shows exist to enhance your stature and reputation in your industry. And as the most popular of the business podcast blueprints, it is naturally the hardest to measure, but it is possible. You want to be looking for signs that other people are treating your content as authoritative, definitive, and innovative. And you can see that people are doing it if they link to you and cite your work. So one of the best way you can tell if this is happening is by measuring the backlinks that you receive and the mentions that you get on social that you didn't directly ask for. As you continue with your Thought Leadership podcast, you might find that you're getting a lot more invitations and opportunities to participate in different events. People are going to want you to share your ideas with them and their community specifically. That might mean inviting you to keynotes, to webinars, to write guest posts, to different networking events, and you can track what you are being invited to and what the reason they gave or what they referenced when they reached out to make that invitation. Hiring and talent is another fun thing that you can, you know, achieve and track and optimize with your podcast. I'm sure I'm not the only business owner who has been in the very unpleasant place of desperately needing more talent on the team, but not really wanting to start a whole hiring process from the ground up that will take forever just to fill that gap. A really good thought leadership podcast means that your pool of potential hires is much bigger, and they've already self-selected as caring about your company. That can be huge. Ask interviewees which of your episodes they like the most and why. Ask guests in complimentary businesses if they know anyone for a particular role, maybe people that you've met by talking to them on your podcast. 
The value of cutting down your hiring timeline can be huge. And once you hire someone, using your podcast to help bring them up to speed on your company culture and philosophy can be a great way to get them integrated. Some internal podcasts are even specifically designed to help train new hires with demonstrations and case studies, but that's a thought for another day. Another major benefit that you might see from a thought leadership podcast is reducing the length of your sales cycle. There's a parasocial effect of podcasting that I'm sure you're familiar with. People who listen to your show feel like they know you, and if they keep listening, it's probably because they like you. When you're podcasting regularly and are intentionally directing leads to your best, most appropriate to them episodes, you're going to find people jump on a sales call with you ready to enter into a business relationship. You've already proven that you know your stuff and the quality of your character. So to optimize your show for these elements, make it clear in your show notes and elsewhere on your website that people can link to your content and how. Encourage people to do so and even reach out to the creators of newsletters, popular content creators, and databases to submit your content for linking. Make sure that your whole team is aware of the podcast and topics you cover so that your customer service and sales team can easily direct people to the right episodes for the individual that they're talking to. You might even consider creating an index of topics that matter to your ideal customers and which shows with timestamps are the most relevant. Taking this a step further, you can pull out specific audio clips and make videos or audiograms out of them to easily share on all of your platforms as well as your website and indirect communication with people. Make sure your current list of backlinks is up to date and update your metrics tracking document every month with any new ones. AREFs has a great service for this. You can do the same thing with your invitations to events and publications. Keep track of how many people mention your podcast when they join you on sales calls and be free about asking them if they've heard any episodes. Your CTAs should also make it clear how people can take the next step with your organization and they are available for different kinds of engagements. Finally, let's talk about content. These are the shows that create the content that grows your business. So you can optimize for and then measure some really, really cool things, starting, of course, with your website traffic. More SEO-rich content updated on a regular basis and supported by strong promotional efforts means more website visitors who will then hopefully convert onto your email list or into customers. Podcasts are amazing top-of-funnel content because they're on-demand, freely available, and create powerful relationships between the creator and the listener. So one of the first ways you can use your content podcast is for that website traffic and SEO. Every episode can be a blog post with rich, optimized content on it, even to the extent of publishing your transcripts. That's giving you content on two channels, audio and on your blog, for practically the price of one. And you can measure how much your keyword rankings are changing and how much traffic individual episode pages and the whole podcast page gets. You can also reuse the content you generate in the podcast in a lot of different ways. One of my favorites is in guest posts. Content for your own website is great, but content on other people's websites is even better. It's a great way to increase your overall performance metrics for your site and your business. You can combine episodes, insights, quotations, and listener feedbacks into entirely new content that you can pitch to other websites, furthering your reach and your relationships. For repurposing to your own channels, with a little planning and outlining in advance, your podcast episodes can create the content that goes into huge projects like books and courses that you can sell, or even smaller ones like opt-ins. For tracking these, first you have the number of books, courses, and opt-ins that you have available, and the conversion rates that you get for each of them. This is a little more nebulous than some metrics, but also consider the time and labor cost savings of being able to repurpose and tweak rather than create something from scratch. The investment you need to make in creating these business assets goes down, so your margins on them are going to go up. Finally, let's talk about social media. Creating fresh content for social is one half of the equation. The other half being actually getting out there and being social on social media. On the creation side, your podcast can be an incredible starting point for pulling clips and quotations and questions and ideas into text or multimedia shares like audiograms. And you can also use your podcast as the inspiration for additional content, like when you're getting ready for your shows, talking about guests that are coming up, continuing conversations with guests and audience members from an episode or a conversation that was really good. Once you get into the habit and a good workflow, you can keep multiple social channels hopping with content you generate from your show 
and you can track both the amount of content you're putting out there and the levels of engagement, similar to like when we talked about in the engagement shows. So to optimize your podcast for these elements, you have to make your plans in advance. Think about where you want this content to live eventually. Make outlines and content calendars and podcasts to fit what you've planned. You'll also want to be clear about the different keywords that you want to rank for and make sure you include them in your show notes and meta descriptions. It's also really important to do the repurposing and sharing, which is much easier said than done. Very frequently, shows get started with great intentions about repurposing and social media posting and everything else, but then the rush of day-to-day happens and that can easily be backburnered. Ask me how I know. Making sure that you've got a team member in charge of this kind of work and a system of regular reporting on the progress can make a huge difference. So let's talk about some action steps from all of these ideas that we've just talked about. What are your key metrics? It's best to choose three to five specific things that you really want to pursue with your podcast, and it's fine to have just one or two. More than five, and you're at risk of becoming a little scattered and not having enough time or bandwidth to really make a good effort on each of them. In your episode guide, or wherever you like to track your metrics and reporting, create entries for the podcast metrics that you want to track and go right now to find what your baseline starting point is for them. For example, if the metric you want to track is the number of discovery calls that you book each month, add a field for discovery calls and make a note that as of today, your average number is X. Now every month you can track how many discovery calls you're booking to see how that number changes as a result of your podcast. If you're starting a brand new show, then you have the opportunity to track from day one, and that is a beautiful thing. Follow the instructions above and make your podcast launch date day one for your success metrics tracking. You'll be comparing your results before and after podcasting holistically. If you've already got a show, well, there's no time like the present to add this sort of tracking and monitoring. If you can add any historical data from the months that you've been podcasting, that's great. But if not, don't worry too much. The second best time to start tracking metrics is today. If you need help deciding how to track and measure your metrics, the team and I at One Stone Creative are absolutely here for you. You can reach out to us on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. You'll find a link in the show notes, or you can reach out via any contact form on onestonecreative.net. That's O-N-E stonecreative.net. And I cannot wait to be in touch. If you really enjoyed this show, it would be a huge help if you shared it with someone else who you think might find it valuable. Until next time, I'm your host, Megan Doherty.